the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Well, 13 was the lucky number tonight for the Royals. But this stuff has got to stop. And you know, of course, what I'm talking about. Another altercation involving the Royals this evening as we get to a fairly controversial edition of Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo on your dish. I'm going to give you my complete thoughts on what happened tonight in the seventh inning and what's been going on, the disturbing train with the Royals uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. We'll talk all about that here on Clubhouse Conversation here on your dish. We'll also... Get to the game itself tonight because it was a nice win for the Royals who moved to 12-4 and on the season and now have the best record in baseball and a full game lead on the Tigers. We'll talk about that and we'll preview the rest of the series. But first, our player of the game tonight. And it would have been easy to go with Eric Hosmer who drove in the winning run, had three hits, great night by Haas. But I want to give Mike Moustakis an awful lot of credit tonight. And this is his first player of the game of the year. We had to get him in for a player of the game. His approach has been absolutely a 180 since last year. It's been fantastic to see. Moose actually using the left side of the field for his hits more than the right side. The first couple hits tonight of his three came to right field. Of course, the last one came to left field there in the 13th inning. But Mike Moustak is not only going three for five with a run tonight, but let's not forget the very, very, very good defensive play he made. I won't call it a great defensive play, but it was a very good play noting the game situation, the temperature, and what was going on in this game. Back, in, and there were several great plays tonight. Let's not get that wrong. Salvador Perez, guns out a runner, stealing Gordon Beckham. I'm not sure what he was doing. There were some other good things we'll talk about, uh, namely something I noticed from Paulo Orlando tonight that probably went unnoticed. But Mike Moustakis... The bottom of the 10th inning, Ryan Matson's on the hill. And, of course, if you think back, routine ground ball by Adam Eaton turns into a two-base error by Alcides Escobar to lead off the inning. Uh, you get Milky Cabrera to pop out for one out. Jose Abreu rightfully intentionally walk. Good move there by the Royals and Nettios. You get Adam LaRoche to strike out on what turned out to be a wild pitch. But the runners advance to second and third. We don't care about the runner at second. It doesn't matter at that point. But the runner at third does. And then Avicel Garcia comes up. Two outs, Moose playing third, Matson on the mound, hits a slow chopper. And that was not a routine play at all. Moose made it look routine. Came in on the slow chopper, charged the ball, gloved it, played it so aggressively from foul ground, uh, guns it over to first base, perfect strike, gets Garcia by a step and a half. That was not an easy play, and that was a game situation. If that ball is not you know, fielded correctly, if he bobbles it, makes a bad throw, any of that stuff, the Royals are going to lose this game. Moose saves the game on defense, has three hits, another play tonight, the hot shot. He made the diving stop on the gun out of White Sox at, third, at first base. Mike Moustakis, you earned it. Your first player of the game of the year. And I know you want to talk about the brawl, so we're going to get to that here in 90 seconds, but let's finish up with some more notes tonight. Because this is obviously an important win for the Royals. They moved to 4-0 against the White Sox. All these games are the AL Central important, of course. Starting a seven-game road trip in the division, all these games are, are ultra important. So we said coming in, you had to get at least three on this road trip. Four is the goal and the expectation. The Royals go to 1-0 and now can finish this trip 3-3 three and three and get to that you know winning road trip goal. Uh, KC, nice job against Chris Sale in the first few innings. Got him up to 57 pitches after three. Got a couple runs in the first on the uh, awesome hit up the middle by Kendrys Morales. 
clutch to drive in two runs for the Royals, and they cruised from there for quite a while. Your Donna Ventura was just very good tonight. Seven innings, two runs on five hits for Ventura. Only one walk to eight Ks. Eight to one, strikeout to walk for Ventura in the cold tonight in seven innings. Great job by Ventura. Until the bottom of the seventh on the third out, which we'll get to here in about 30 more seconds. But we got to give some love to the bullpen, too, tonight for the Royals. 28 straight scoreless innings. That's over three full games in a row of scoreless ball from the Royals' bullpen. That, my friends, is absolutely insane. They have an 0-5-2 ERA on the year. Tonight, they combine do Kelvin Herrera, Jason Fraser. Ryan Madsen, Franklin Morales, Wade Davis, six scoreless frames, struck out six, so a strikeout per inning, only allowed two hits and three walks. One of those was intentional. Bullpen. Freaking awesome tonight. And Paula Orlando, I want something that nobody else noticed tonight, except for probably me, because I've been trying to examine his arm in right field. Because in the Oakland series... There was a couple of throws that were lollipops from right field. One of them overshot the cutoff man in a play at home. He's had several off target when coming up throwing. But I've noticed the last, both tonight and game three against the Twins, made two very good throws. Tonight, a throw to second base, nearly getting out a White Sox runner. So it may be a small thing to a lot of people, but to me, I still think Paulo Orlando's arm is below average in right field. Maybe only slightly below. I thought it was more than slightly. But it might be playable in center and left, and that's great news for a guy that uh, probably has a career as a fourth outfit at the major league level. Could turn into a starter. you got to love what you see. For the most part, have good plate discipline. The triples, of course. The threat on the bases. And a guy that takes very good routes in the outfield. So, I mean, the only chink in his armor that I've seen so far is the arm in right field. But, again, that's in right field. I think it might play okay in center and left. So, that was good for me to see. A small thing as I continue. I've seen Paulo for several years in the minor leagues, but never really, honestly, to be completely honest with you, paid attention much to his arm or noticed it one way or the other. So, good to see. And last thing, Haas, three hits. Gordo, two more. And now you want to talk about the brawl. And let's do that because I've got a lot to say about it. Of course, you know what happened, but on the off chance you don't, it starts in the bottom of the seventh inning. Two outs, nobody on. Adam Eaton, a chopper, one hopper. Back to your Ventura, who kind of jogs towards first, but is staring at Adam Eaton. For a good one full second, we'll say. He catches the ball, 1,001. Actually, it's more than that. Probably a second and a half. 1,001, 1,000. At that point, I think Eaton says something. Your Ventura pops back with a very clear F you. Clear as day. F-U. You can totally see it. Any, anybody who watching on TV on the initial replay saw that. He tosses him out of first. Seven great innings for Ventura. Take nothing away. Pitch great tonight. But Ventura has got to stop this, and he needs to be suspended. Am I hoping he gets suspended at this point? Almost. And why do I say that? Why do I say I hope one of our own players gets suspended and our ace of the staff? Because, again, take nothing away from Ventura's night. He pitched awesome. He did exactly what the Royals needed. Great game for Ventura. He's going to have a great year for the Royals and an even better career. But for a number of reasons, yes, I mean, you you know, maybe the White Sox were chirping before that inning. The teams were talking back and forth. That's, that's baseball. That happens. We saw that with the Royals and Tigers last year, but we didn't see brawls. That's fine. Teams chirp all the time. And, yes, the White Sox ignited the fuel for the fire. They threw the gasoline on the flame. Opening day. Home run by Mike Moustakis, two-run shot, bam. First pitch drills Lorenzo Kent from Samarja. That's Bush League. Samarja should have been tossed at that point. No warnings, just gets drilled. Really? 
No suspensions for Samarja. No ejection. Doesn't matter. Fast forward to tonight. And the Royals have had a... uh, The Royals, in my opinion, have been justified in pretty much everything they've done to this point. They have. And I've backed them here on Clubhouse Conversation. The Brett Laurie incident, I'm fine with. It it, it was not a a hard-nosed baseball play. There was no double play. That was a cheap play by Laurie. He wore it fine the next day. Ventura drills him. Nothing wrong with that. Ventura did his job. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Not mad at Ventura. Did his job. And if he's going to get ejected in the Oakland game, then Samarja should have opening day. No argument. The Herrera thing, I'm still fine with. Because Casimir clear his day through at Kane. It was a 92-mile-an-hour pitch at his legs. Hasn't missed like that all season. Didn't miss like that all day. It was the first pitch Kane saw in the first inning of two outs, nobody on after Josh Reddick had been spouting off the night before saying it wasn't over. It was intentional. No doubt. Just because just because Casimir's a nice guy, just because he made sure Kane was okay afterwards, doesn't mean it wasn't intentional. So, Calvin Herrera did not throw as close to Brett Lurie's head as everyone says he did the last time. Was Herrera in the wrong with the head pointing? Yes. Even if he was saying, think about it, you don't do that because it's going to be misconstrued. So the Royals were slightly in the wrong with the, with the head pointing. To me, that's the only thing I, you know, that's the only thing that I had an issue with. To me, the Royals and A's were pretty much, they were even after Saturday, completely even after Saturday. Until Reddick spouted off and then Casimir drew a cane and then the Royals even it back up. Fine, but don't point to your head. So slight problem with the Royals uh, in the last game against the A's. Not a huge deal. Whatever. I thought that it was fair that MLB didn't suspend Ventura because he did nothing wrong really in that game. And I thought Herrera, uh, I think it's a little steep for him. But the head pointing is probably what really got him in that situation, to be honest. Fast forward to tonight. And of course, Jordana Ventura had the incident with Mike Trout, which at the very least, Ventura instigated. I mean... there was absolutely no reason for Ventura to start chirping to Mike Trout, especially the golden boy of the game. You know, you, you know he's going to get the benefit of the doubt. So tonight, we've you know we've been hearing Edison Volquez the last five days say that I've talked with Ventura. He understands now we can't have any more of this. He understands how important he is. He understands he can't get suspended. He understands he's our ace. We need him. He understands we can't put our team at jeopardy because not only is Ventura possibly getting suspended, that's or you know missing starts. That's the small picture. The big picture is your teammates could be getting hurt over this. I mean, guys are getting hit. Guys are getting tackled on the ground. We saw Volquez's head being pinned down tonight by Samarja. That's a bush league by Samarja, the guy who, who did start the fire. But again, I'm going to blame Ventura tonight for continuing this. And I'm going to say Ventura needs to be suspended. Why do I say that? He's not in the wrong for Oakland, not at all. He is in the wrong for Trout, and he is in the wrong today for sure. I don't care. I mean, Adam Eaton may have said one or two things like, what are you looking at while he hits the ball? Or I mean, Adam Eaton's frustrated. He sucks this year. He's sitting under 200. But he's a great player. He's a hard-nosed player. Adam Eaton, when he sees a guy staring you down, even if he said one thing, Ventura can't say F you where everyone in the ballpark can see it. I mean, Eaton's not going to take that well. And what we saw was that action put the Royals and their teammates and Ventura's teammates in jeopardy. We saw Lorenzo Cain with his jersey over his head for a while, with his jersey unbuttoned because him and Samarja, you know, Cain is frustrated. He should be. He's boiled over. Samarja, that was Bush League. His Bush League on opening day it was Bush League tonight that he started trying to act like he was Rudy. Yeah, you went to Notre Dame. We get it. You're not some cult hero. Just because Rudy was, you aren't. But 
I mean, Ventura's actions, again, so Lorenzo Cain's put in jeopardy. Mike Gersley gets hit. Edison Volquez has his head put in the ground, getting a noogie. And, oh, on top of that, Ventura should and probably will get suspended. I, I hear a lot of people say on Twitter and Facebook he's not going to get suspended. I have to think he will. Right or wrong, and he's pro- it's probably right. It, one start at this point. He's been fined. The first game after that, he spouts off. And now the Royals have been ejected nine times this year. The next closest team is three, the Padres, and two, of the White Sox. And those are both tonight. So the Royals have had nine players ejected. Three is the next closest. MLB is going to come down on the Royals. Let's hope it's not Volquez. Because to me, Volquez didn't get into this until Mike Gershley was hit. I hope Volquez is just fined. To me, the only guy in the Royals who should get suspended is Ventura. I think Volquez is probably going to get miss a start, though. I think that's how it's going to end up. I think for sure Samarja obviously will. He'll get a big fine and miss a start. Sale will get a fine. Kane will get a fine. Kane won't get suspended. But I, I do think Ventura is going to miss a start, and I think Volquez will. So, Ventura, look what you've done tonight. You've gotten yourself suspended, most likely. You should be, in my opinion. He's got to learn because, I mean, we we, ha- we already had Volquez and Ventura's word just three freaking days ago that he got it, that this wasn't going to happen again. And take nothing away from the kid. Again, I'm not hating on the kid. He's a great pitcher. He's our most important pitcher. I've said that all year, which is why this can't happen. You're putting yourself at jeopardy. You're putting your team at jeopardy. This can't happen. You're getting suspended. So is Volquez probably. There's more bad blood. It's a bad image. It's a bad look for the Royals nationally, for people who don't, who don't understand. And I think the Royals have been unfairly treated this year. I do. I do think that. I've stood up for the Royals 99% of the time until tonight. That, that, that I'm sorry. Ventura should be suspended. I believe he will for one game because we already had we already had Volquez and Ventura's word that they understand that it won't happen again. That was three days ago, and guess what? It happened tonight on a play that had nothing to do. With, why did he have to say "f you" to Eaton? For what reason? You got the guy out. You're done for the night. Seven innings. Why are you going to have Volquez getting in a noogie with his head in the ground? You're getting jerkily hit. I mean, Lorenzo King could break a collarbone or something in there. Just uncalled for. The Royals didn't pick their spots with this. And, and another good point, of course, is now Ventura is not going to get the you know the benefit of the doubt on, on, on times later in the year when he hits somebody. Now the reputation's established. It's going to take him a year or two to get, a, get, to get rid of it, assuming he can finally nip this in the bud. I thought he would for sure. I didn't think this would ever happen tonight. And I thought even Kelvin Herrera got squeezed, by the way, tonight, horribly in his inning there in the 12th inning, or whatever that was. That wasn't the 12th inning. That was the, what, 8th inning, sorry. All the innings run together. So that's my take tonight. And I hope I hope you don't think I'm hating on the home team. I hope you understand that for the good of the Royals, Ventura needs to miss a start. The league needs to deliver a message. So other teams can say, okay, he got his, he got suspended. So Ventura can finally say, okay, I've got to do more than words. I've got to my I mean, Ventura's words were he wasn't going to do this again. Volquez's words were he wouldn't. But the actions speak louder than words, don't they? And he did. So it's time to learn. Quit putting your teammates in jeopardy. Quit putting the team in jeopardy from you not being out there every five days. The rest of this weekend, Danny Duffy tomorrow against Carlos Quintana, who both pitchers have underachieved. Duffy 1-0 with a 5-5-1. Quintana 1-1 with an 8-4-0. Versus the Royals, the first start, the Royals got him good in five innings. Got him for five runs on nine hits. And then Quintana bounced back to throw six shutout innings at Cleveland. But just four innings and nine runs against Detroit last start. All three stretches have been on the road, so he's back at home. The White Sox, of course, are very motivated after getting their butts kicked by the Royals four games in a row. Not a nice Friday night crowd. Of course, they need the win. I mean, they they got to get going, you know? 
So they're going to be motivated, and Quintana has thrown 200-plus innings both of the last two years with mid-threes ERA, so you know he's better than his numbers indicate. Could be a tough game for the Royals. I expect it's going to be very tough, as a matter of fact. And with that said, of course, Danny Duffy, on the other token, is not pitched up to where he can and should either. So, I mean, I think it could be very easily a pitcher's duel tomorrow. It's going to be a tough game, though, is my point. I give the White Sox a slight edge tomorrow. Just because at the major league level, Quintana has done it longer than Duffy, a little bit more proven. And the last couple of starts, we've seen Danny Duffy from 2012 and 13 with the five. The last start was what? Five innings, five walks, five Ks. So he'll have to have better command tomorrow. We need some innings out of him, too. This, this bullpen is not in horrible shape because you still have Chris Young available as your long guy tomorrow. I'm sure Frazier can go again. I'm sure Davis is available, Herrera. But no Pino until Saturday, so we can't afford to have any more extra innings games. Now, uh, Saturday, John Danks versus Edison Volquez. Uh, Danks lost to the Royals his first start. Another guy I expect to pitch better. Royals got him for four runs and five and two-thirds. This year, Danks has not been good either, 6-0-6. I believe the Royals will split these next two. And then Sunday, Vargas, Noesi, we'll talk more about that before then, but uh, 11 Ks and seven walks for Hector this year, so he's not throwing well at all. So two lefties, the next three of the Royals will face. The Royals have a couple of guys going. Uh, one guy who's been great in Volquez, but a couple of guys who have been struggling in their own lefties, Vargas and Duffy. We'll see what happens the rest of this weekend. Hey, thanks for joining us on Clubhouse Conversation. If you enjoyed this dish tonight, I hope you did. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your thoughts on, on my reaction tonight. Please tweet me at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook. Dave O at ClubhouseConversation.com. Let me know your thoughts. Please tell a friend about this site. It's our second year covering the Royals inside and out, post-game analysis, transactional analysis. We go to minor league affiliates and give you our, our thoughts throughout the summer. We talk to a current Royal each week from Idaho Falls up to KC. We talk to a former Royal each week. It's all here on Clubhouse Conversation. I appreciate you listening. Have a great night. Let's go, Royals. And please, more wins, but no more of these brawls for a while.